Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am your host, Aaron Summers, here in Cleveland, Ohio. Looking out the window here at the hotel, I did venture out. It is all covered in snow outside, and it was not yesterday. It is very, very windy out there, and you can't really see very far because that's how much the wind and the snow. I mean, I can see a couple blocks, and then it just is white. The weather's not great out here. It's cold, currently negative two outside, but it's the wind. The wind is the toughest part. As soon as I walked outside of the hotel, my eyes started watering, my face turned bright red. If, if you're going to this game, if you're outside, you gotta cover your face because it's painful. I'm, I'm not sure what the weather conditions are gonna be like tomorrow. It's not supposed to snow. The wind is also supposed to uh, increase uh, off the lake there. And in that stadium, I've heard that even inside of the stadium, it gets windier because of just the way that that stadium is out there on the lakes. It's gonna be an interesting environment to play in for sure. Not really seeing many people out and about, couple brave souls driving around, but that's about it today. And everyone has stayed inside because it's not pleasant out there. One of those games where you just don't know what to expect until you're out there. We've heard coaches from both sides, head coach Dennis Allen mentioned it several times this week that it's, you know, contingency plans are in place for anything, but you gotta wait and see what you're actually dealing with on game day. The team did hold a walkthrough earlier today at the hotel. So we really are just waiting to see what we have on store for Saturday. Expect a, a run-heavy game if the wind is as bad as it is today, because I'll tell you, you can't throw a ball in this. With that being said, it might not be the worst game for the Saints to be without two of their top wide receivers. Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, both already listed out for tomorrow's game against Cleveland. Olave's been dealing with a hamstring and Jarvis Landry an ankle injury. Two other players have been ruled out with running back Dwayne Washington dealing with cluster migraines and linebacker Pete Werner out with a hamstring. There are a few players that are questionable. Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus May, Adam Troutman, PJ Williams, and Andrews Pete. We already know, though, that the offensive line will have to shuffle around somewhat with Caesar Lee's going on injured reserve this week. That moves maybe Trevor Penning into the starting lineup, shifts some people around, possibly Calvin Throckmorton. So we'll see how they stack things up tomorrow. On the Browns side, there's only been one player that's been ruled out, defensive end Jadavian Clowney. He had a concussion in their last game, and he will not be playing this weekend. Going to welcome in our guest for the week. CBS sideline reporter, Aditi Kinkabwala. Thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate having you here. It's going to be a very interesting day for everybody tomorrow with the weather, the temperatures. How are you doing today now that you're, you're, you're warm, at least you're indoors? <laughs> well, and that means that I'm actually doing great because I'm sitting in a nice warm car where the heater is on. I don't even need a jacket. I think tomorrow will be 
I know that the players and the coaches keep trying to talk about this being mental toughness and whatever you play the game once you get out there, what's the difference? I really do think this is going to be one of those games where we talk about the weather. I don't know how you can't not. Yeah. The winds that swirl inside that stadium, the fact that we're expecting negative wind chill. I mean, there'll be, look, Pete Carmichael told us that there's a game plan for when you're with the wind, there's a game plan for when you're against the wind you, and you really have to be nimble. We'll see what happens when we get in there. In your, in your conversations with some of the players, coaching staff this week, have any of the players expressed to you um, that they're excited about the weather? would you be excited to stand in this for four hours no um I think that most guys have done a good job to sort of diminish the impact that it'll have the guys in Cleveland I don't know anybody on this current team I actually was talking to Joel Batonio who of course played in the league for I think 10 years now and he couldn't remember a game that was expected to have the adverse conditions Mm -hmm. of tomorrow you know everybody's played in snow everybody's played in rain but this is one of those at least the way that it's looking right now the wind chill will be in the negative teens the winds could be as high as 40 or 50 miles per hour there may or may not be snow of some sort we don't know the field they take excellent care of the field in Cleveland it's heated underneath the grass but based on the precipitation and what that heat does and the way things freeze who knows right cam jordan i talked to cam jordan earlier today and he said he brought four different pairs of cleats because he just doesn't know what to expect so going back to what joel bedonio was saying he's like you know in some level you just have to get out there and play and once you start playing you're playing and you're thinking about playing you're not thinking about how cold you are and Aaron, they do have heated benches and they have big parkas and everybody's got hand warmers and toe warmers and heaters and things like that. So they're talking a good game right now. I'm not, I'm whining. <laughs> I've been whining and I'm dreading it, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it violates journalistic ethics if I end up sitting down on a bench at some point. <laughs> In front of the heaters. Find the, yeah, the exactly. heaters. <laughs> Well, some of these players, though, it might have been a while they played there in the North in college or maybe for other teams. Have they talked to you about things that they've done in the past or what it's been like for them in other cold weather games? I think that this is really one of those. uh, We'll have to see how it goes tomorrow morning. You know, I think I expect to see guys in warm ups maybe come out in short sleeves and then decide nope you know what I need the long sleeves or maybe they'll come out in the long sleeves and say I'm not I mean I remember I obviously have spent so much time covering the AFC North Brian Shazier used to warm up every game without a shirt on and it didn't matter it would be three degrees and he'd warm up out of a cutoff I think that speaks to what Dennis Allen was saying this week that this is all about mental toughness it's mind over matter he also said he doesn't want anybody looking like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but just so everybody knows that is exactly what I will look like as a Marshmallow Man. As you should. I know it's going to be something that we're just going to have to see what what the weather is like tomorrow, but you mentioned a little bit about um, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael and the game plans and things like that. What do you expect from both teams to do on the field in this game? 
Well, I think that this is a game that's ripe to uh, um, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know that the Browns love to run the ball. You can't, you can't make the weather totally irrelevant. And depending on the wind, as hard as it may be to throw the ball, it's even harder to catch it based on the wind. These are two teams that certainly do like to establish a level of physicality. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Nick Chubb have 25 to 30 touches. This is the Browns should certainly want to run the ball, especially after what happened with the Saints and the Falcons a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the Saints likely feel good doing that as well. Although I will say this, Andy Dalton is the fourth most wins of any quarterback in Cleveland behind only Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Terry Bradshaw. He is very, very familiar with the way the winds swirl in First Energy Stadium. So I don't think he'll have any hesitation about throwing the ball. It just has to do with who's catching the ball. The stadium is on the water. You kind of mentioned that the winds are a little bit different here. You've been to games here. What is it like? It can be brutal. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, in the entire AFC North, every stadium is on water. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And so they all have unusual wind because of what comes off of the water. They're all certainly cold. But Cleveland especially has really, really distant. It's that lake effect. It's that whole Lake Erie I don't know. It's just, and the winds swirl in different places in different ways, just based off of how it comes down off the stands or, and you made that point earlier, Erin, talking about whether people were going to be in the stands or not, considering how cold it is. I think depending on how many bodies are in the stands can also affect, is anything blocking the wind or not? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would choose to go to this game if I had a choice, (laughs) but because I I'm working. <laughs> We're trying like, to. Will you be sitting in the press box? Are you in the press box? I will. I will be in the press box for most of the game. Yes, but I, we do have to do our pregame show outside. Uh, I tried to record something outside earlier, and all you could hear was the wind. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. What your setup is going to be like, but uh, definitely going to be fighting the wind for sure in all I areas. Think it's just that, yeah. I think it just adds a fun element right now. You know, like on the face of it, we've got two teams that have sub 500 records, but they're both fighting. Mm -hmm. They're both playing some better football in the last few weeks and they're both still alive. NFC South right now is just a mess. Let's be honest in the sense that it's wide open. No one's really totally run away with the AFC North. It feels a little bit, you know, get in the dance and see what happens because there are some vulnerabilities to the top teams. So I appreciate that there's some added juice and there's some added urgency to this, Mm -hmm. especially considering the conditions, because it could be an easy day to just be like, let's get out of there. I have been looking at the Saints team all year and there's just little areas that, you know, still seem like they need to kind of, they need to clean up a little bit. They've done really well holding on to the ball, forcing turnovers in the last few games. Do you think that that, be, that area itself could be a big factor in the game tomorrow? Well, it's interesting because they are aggressive and they are forcing those turnovers, but they're not necessarily falling on them or getting them. And I, I was talking to Cam Jordan about this actually earlier today. 
you know, how much of that is just luck and how do you really train for that? You know, how you can spend 15 minutes on a turnover period every single day, but sometimes the way the ball bounces is the way the ball bounces. And I guess the good news for the saints is that they often say that they're contagious. So, or that they come in bunches. So maybe if they can secure one, and again, this is where the conditions come in. If, if there's snow, the ball might be a little bit more tacky. If there's rain, the ball might be a little bit more slippery. If the ground is sodden and slippery, it, it all does sort of speak to, again, this idea of who can be more physical, who can be more aggressive, who can be more hard-nosed both ways in running the ball and in playing, playing mm-hmm. defense. The Browns have had an interesting season as well, obviously now with Deshaun Watson as the quarterback trying to come together with a new you know, player at the helm over the past three games. How have you seen the team handle that or their chemistry start to develop? Well, I think, you know, I'll quote Kevin Stefanski. He called Jacoby Brissett, who of course started the first 11 games, a Hall of Fame teammate. And that's just who Brissett is. And even when he played his last game as the starter, there were a half dozen guys in the locker room afterwards who were saying he was their all-time favorite quarterback that they ever played with. Having said that, this team has completely also embraced Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett all year have been sort of co-leaders, worked with each other, helped each other. And you can see the rust coming off of Watson. You can see each week he's getting successively more comfortable he's more in command the throws are coming back the biggest thing we had his our crew had his first game back in Houston his football conditioning is a lot better you know and he talks about that with us that that first game it was as much as you train as much as you work out playing 60 minutes of a football game is different and so the next week he'd spent practice in between every play just kind of sprinting to try to amp that up a little bit and he said he does feel like he has his win back now so that's a good thing what is your game plan tomorrow as far as uh, staying warm? Praying? Hoping? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I'll have, I don't have one of those fancy heated wet vests, so I'll just have hand warmers and toe warmers and body warmers taped as many different places on my long johns and my socks as I can. I've brought um, multiple layers for both yeah. the bottom and the top, and um my whole face will probably be covered in a scarf that will be pulled down only when I need to speak. It's I'm funny. Hoping, hoping, yeah. hoping, hoping. I was talking to one of our photographers and he said that he tapes uh, like the hand warmer things to his batteries and the camera and different things like that as well. I never even thought about wrapping, taping hand warmers on equipment, but that's an element of it as well everybody out there is going to have to deal with that. Yeah, the, you know, your phone, well, and I'm used to this from just my previous job, even doing pregame in the AFC North, and that's that your phone will shut down. If it's too cold, the phone just turns itself off, and that's that. So it is smart, actually. You do need to, I don't know, I, I didn't think about that. I should have brought, like, an extra set of mittens, mittens just to put my phone inside of the mittens or something. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if my watch, my Apple watch will turn off. That might happen too. It's going to be an adventure for everybody. I think we're just going to yeah. all have to show up and figure it out as we go. 
you know, definitely start with as many layers as possible. Um, but yeah, just kind of adjust as the, the day unfolds and we see what actually is going to be the weather tomorrow. And maybe we'll get a Christmas miracle. It'll be a little bit better than expected. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I appreciate you joining me for the, the podcast today. And I know you're on your way to Cleveland. So safe travels getting here and I look forward to seeing you out there tomorrow. Thank you so much for having me here. And I look forward to it. Appreciate DT joining me on the podcast today. And of course, best wishes for her and staying warm tomorrow during the game. It is a 12 o'clock start, central time, one o'clock here in Cleveland. Catch it on CBS. You can tune in on WWL radio. We'll have our pregame show an hour before kick. It'll be 11 o'clock central time. We're gonna see how it goes. We're gonna try to bear the elements and do that outside on the field before the game. And then we'll be back afterwards with the post game show all on NewOrleansSaints.com across our social media platform. Thank you to everyone who joined me for the podcast today. Enjoy the game tomorrow from the warmth of your home and hopefully we get a Saints win. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.